everyone. Welcome to Tuesday Night Chaos. I'm your host, John Hoppy, along with William. How you doing, brother? Well, I'm about to be on a five-day vacation, so I'm freaking excellent. Yeah, well, you rubbed that in my face I already, did. you son of a bugger. Hey, you could have scheduled it with me. Well, I could have, but unfortunately, I got too many other engagements going, so... <laughs> but, uh, cool. Uh, and we also have, who's going to be the lead host today, Carlos. How you doing? Good. I'm so excited. I mean, Dominic just won the title last night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get that going already. <laughs> I'm good, man. Uh, looking forward to this buildup for All In. Um, again, I I hope it's something special. I'm going to have some thoughts on what they're kind of trying to do. I kind of had a different change of thought, but excited to talk about AEW this week. All right. Heather. 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 Yes. How you Timmy. doing? Sorry. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Just okay. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Do we need to have Carlos go whip someone's ass, monkey style? Uh, the list is like really too long. So throw, throw shit at him. <laughs> throw, throw, some, throw some shit at him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we also have Brian the Hype Ballard. How you doing, Brian? Doing good, guys. Happy Dynamite Eve, episode 201 coming up for Dynamite, right? Yes, sir. It'll be a good night. Hell yeah. Uh, We're getting the Young Bucks versus versus the Hardy Boys. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm always a fan of those two mixing it up. But uh, before I hand off the reins to Carlos, I wanted to thank everyone for coming last night to our post-Monday Night Raw uh, watch-along and discussion so thank you to every one of you that come to our x spaces there we appreciate it, each and every one yeah uh carlos why don't you go ahead and take the driver's seat for us all right so let's talk about so this week on Dyn- this week for AEW, we had um a big show so they had the they had the 200th episode of AEW dynamite this week um on rampage they had this the i guess it was the um daily's place parking lot street bra number two um, and then on Collision, they had to counteract WWE SummerSlam programming. So we had um, Ricky Starks versus uh, CM Punk for the real AEW World or the real World Heavyweight Title Things, what they're calling it. So for those of you who watch or you know just or just give your honest thoughts about if you didn't watch, why you didn't? Um, what were you guys' thoughts on the AEW programming this week? And I'll start with Heather. Okay. Why why did they give CM Punk a title? I mean, like, why? You know, because I said last time, like, you know, he that is not his title. And, like, when he came back, you know, because he was vacated, and now all of a sudden they've actually made it a title. Because I just watched Collision today because, you know, because of SummerSlam and everything. So that is really actually a title now. It hasn't, it, so it, ha- it hasn't been addressed by anything. And again, I'm with you. Like Tony Khan loves to come and make announcements. So the fact that him or MJF haven't addressed this yet, it's really frustrating the shit out of me. <laughs> well, do, does Tony Khan need another announcement to ha- say he has an announcement? Well, I mean, to me, but at the same time, but that's just the point though. He makes all these other stupid announcements just to get himself on TV to, to mark out for himself, but he's not going to address this and, and say whether it's sanctioned or not. It's just, it's a frustrating storyline to say the least. With, so do you have any, so with that said, Oh, go ahead. 
I mean, that's just, I mean, that was like the main thing that was irking me because, you know, I watched it today because, you know, I, last week I, that was pissing me off because, you know, he still had the title and he was still claiming to be the champion because you know, I was really pissed off about that. And then I watched it this time and like they're actually saying, calling it, what is, what did you say they was calling it? The, all the world real world title. title or, the real world real title. World yeah. title. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Like they really are making it a title but i have you know like you said i have not heard them say anything but they're actually had a match for the title they're saying he's the champion like come on now like no i i don't i don't like it i don't like it at all and then now and then you know and then uh i also heard that um ftr is wanting to fight the young bucks at all in and i just don't really <laughs> know what, what to say about that one We'll, we'll talk about uh, yeah. we'll that a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so let's just go over to my to my tag team partner, the Brian, the Hype Ballard here. Do you have any thoughts on AEW programming? Just general thoughts, and then we'll talk about it later on. Whatever you watch yeah, or why so you chose not to watch. One of the things that really stuck out to me, I will say that was uh, Mr. Wednesday Night. Um, despite you know the crowd kind of realizing, you know, at fifty two years old, Rob Van Dam is still strong, and he proves that he's over with the crowd, and I think that's just impressive. Um, so I did see some of those clips and things like that. Um, so again, I think that's just his natural charisma and athleticism. And he's just always ahead of that. And kudos to uh, Tony Khan. Did I hear Pantera's uh, entrance music for him? You did. Yes. So, I mean, he's just Tony Khan is the king of ponying up the money for that stuff. So, I mean, again, given that authentic feel. So kudos to that. <clears throat> And uh, what about William? Did you get to watch any of AEW at all? What were your general thoughts? I got to watch the whole thing. Okay. I thought that this was an extremely entertaining and solid week. I think they put everything together extremely well for the most part. Uh, Out of five stars, I would give this week for AEW four overall. Uh, There was one match, the mobile (laughs) embassy squash match, which they, they can fuck off with the squash matches. Okay. Yeah, I'm tired of that shit. Um, if CM Punk keeps going the way that he's been going, then I think I might actually start liking him again. But it's kind of iffy for me. And with that title, uh, along with you guys, I kind of just put a question mark behind it because shit or get off the pot, make a decision with this. But no, uh, uh, the content was really, really just solid. Um. Uh, Congratulations to Kairu Shida. She took the title back. I don't know if it was the proper time for it. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Sky Blue was much more animated this this week in the ring. Did you notice that, Carlos? I did. I for me, I um the, the thing with Sky Blue is I just it's just making me upset because they were pushing her so well. And now she's been taking losses after losses, and I'm just frustrated with her booking in general. But yeah. I, I definitely did see that, but overall, I'm just really disappointed with with like oh like oh thanks for last month <laughs> back to losing bitch you know just kind of like it just really upset me with her booking yeah. in general though. Uh, definitely a huge fan of <clears throat> everything that the House of Black and Mox and Claudio and the Best Friends did this week. Uh, I do want to say that I thoroughly enjoyed what they did with Statlander and Mercedes Martinez this week. I thought that that match was worthy of the amount of time they spent on it. Anybody else's thoughts? John, 
<laughs> I, I didn't know if Carlos was going to call me or not. So <laughs> I guess <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame you guys. Say, John, just leave the fucking podcast. But, <laughs> but no, I, I thought overall it was great programming across the board. Um, I, I, the, the one moment I have to say was the MVP was Christian Cage's daughter. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, Jungle Boy, <laughs> Jungle Boy. She's unauthorized. Say, Get her out of here. <laughs> Jack Perry uses her as a shield on dynamite, and then Christian Cage sends her out of the out of the way. You know, saying she doesn't have credentials. Get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> and to Nigel McGuinness. Back to Canada with you, little one. To, to Nigel McGuinness's uh, comment after that, Father of the Year. There, that just made me laugh. So. But no, I, I actually loved it. Um, I loved seeing. <laughs> now, God, after after they make fun of me last week, Takaro Shida. Yes, thank you. I she was my favorite to hold that championship so far of all the champions. And I think it. I said it before that I don't know if it's the right time, but I do feel that it is the right move to give her a proper title run while there's people to be yeah, there. Yeah, she she suffered the COVID of champion effect like your McIntyre. Yeah, you know, I think she had a decent run, but she was not able to be used on TV because of COVID. And she really didn't get to enjoy it like they should be able to. No, because she's a pretty damn good talent in the ring. So I, I think we're going to see hopefully a great title run out of here this run. Um, I just hope they don't hot potato it on her because yeah. I really hate it when they do that shit to this. To the really good talent. I saw something really cool over there on WWE. Yeah. It was called the 24-7. But <laughs> God no. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> yeah, Lord. But no, I think as far as the rest of the card, I I thought it was all good. Um the one squash match on collision didn't need it. Poor Serpinico. <laughs> but <laughs> overall, uh, yeah, I mean I I thought AEW had a killer week. All right, so the first the first topic I, I, I thought it was a killer week too. I'm 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 with, I'm gonna agree with you guys. Like the one thing for me going forward is I don't want to see squash matches, and we really talked about this to our blue in the face, and like just to like like them bringing on um, Master Rawdale yesterday too to fight um, to fight Samoa Joe. I think it was or no, who did he fight? He fought um who did Serpentico? he fight yesterday? No, but the other guy, um, the the mascarada or whatever. Who did he fight yesterday on Collision? Uh, Menelik. Men, yeah, Grand Menelik. Who did he fight though? Uh, Jay White. Jay White. Oh, car. I love Cardblade. By the way, that's my favorite thing ever. Cardblade. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so funny. Juice Robinson is again. I'm I'm glad to see him getting his. I'm glad to see Juice Robinson getting his his flowers because he's a guy who he he had he doesn't even have a Twitter account because he was getting so much negativity from from wrestling fans. So to see him really blossom with this and the whole carplay thing, it's just and the the and the the boy the guns too, like um the bang bang boys as they call themselves, Bullet Club Gold. It's just good to see them. But again, I would I want to see them let him fight at AEW talent. Like use your roster, Tony Khan. That's my only criticism for them. Um, so the first thing I wanted to ask you guys about is the elite have re-signed with AEW. And I guess my question for you, just fantasy-wise and just in general, what are your guys' hopes that we see out of them with their new contracts coming forward? And getting to remain EVPs in the company. Um, let's start with you, Heather. What was the question? Just what 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 are your expectations for the elite in AEW now that they've resigned with the company? 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't want them going back around seeing punk. I don't want them having like, but everybody's hollering, "Would it be good for business?" And they need to, to they need to wrestle with. Sam Punk and FTR and all that crap because they think it'll draw money, but I don't know. I, I I just don't. I think I think they should stay away from each other. But I mean, if everybody thinks it'd be good for business, then whatever. So are you? So you, but you personally don't want to see them fight, or no? Are you? Or you're okay if they want to fight? I mean, I'm, if they want to, they they can. But I just it's just so much bullshit with everything that happened that you know. But if they can, if they're willing to, like just go and squash it and then go ahead and like wrestle each other, then let them go ahead. But I just, I personally don't want to see it. All right. And what are your thoughts, Brian? So um, for me with them resigning, I'm perfectly fine with that because I do think that, you know, AEW is their home. Um, I would like to see more like performance metrics in their contract. And what I mean by that is around the areas of leadership. And I would like to see them actually have some metrics and goals as VPs in the company that say, you must develop this much talent. You must create this much of a culture and enhance that. And um, so I think that's important for them to take the maturity and the growth to the next level of being VPs. Uh, we kind of started a company here with AEW where we said, and you're a VP and you know what, I'm going to make you a VP. But now let's actually start using that title to build up the brand even more. And so I'd like to see that kind of hard written in their contract a little bit. And, um, you know, I think that's how they're going to evolve as in their careers. All right. I like that answer. It's a fair answer. John, what are you looking for with them resigning? Just to stay out of trouble. <laughs> no, uh, I, I really would like to see them. They need to have one role or the other. If they're going to stay as talent, keep them as talent if they're going to be evps keep them as evps but i think having them as a combination is not working for the company as we saw last year with the whole cm punk deal at all in i think if we just keep them away from each other or if we can find a way to have them work alongside with each other that's fine but i don't know i just i i would just like to see them not to have the same mess they did last year and William? I want to see them become the actual creative team. For like over both shows or what? Yeah. If that happened, you think they'd be fair to see him punk? I think they would. So my kind of thoughts on this is again, like kind of like to me, if like they got resigned as EVPs. So to me, like I think that as that happening, I feel like they that they that they have to. I feel like with that happening, with them getting the EV child back, I feel like they have to be able to willing to willing to do um, business with CM Punk. Um, with that said, the one thing I think about with with you know, I think everyone's like saying you know we want to see FTR versus you know FCM FTR versus the Elite at All In, but to me, I think. If you're gonna have CM Punk versus FTR, why not save it for the United States? And what what would you guys think about if they did do CM Punk versus FTR, FCM FTR? Is that enough for them to do their first stadium show in the United States next year? Let's start with you, Brian. Yeah, I think um, that is enough to do it because anytime you have the first encounter between these guys, 
I think it's going to sell out huge, right? Because it's been festering and building for so long and there's so many real elements to it. Um, I would love to see the elite taking on CM Punk and FTR. And I feel like that would just be the begin of a major feud. I think there's just so, you know, people always said there's so much money to be made, but there really, really is. And uh, I'm going to use the moniker best for business. you know, and that, this is one of those situations where they almost have to do it. And I agree. And that's, and that's why I said to you, like, you know, just when I was talking with these other spaces with the friends of the show, like um, Nasty Leroy and, and um, Texas Red and Moxie 27, like that's the thing I was telling them, is, you know, like, to me, it makes sense to me. If you already have if you already have 75,000 sold in, in, in the UK and they're just excited to see AEW, why not save save this for to the, for them to have their first stadium show in the States and they really get them to start, you know, hitting WWE's door in here. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Will? I, I would absolutely love to see that be a U.S. show. I think you guys hit the nail on the head with that. It's definitely got enough mustard behind it to be able to just be a great show. And it, it would definitely sell out. It would put butts in the seats. And honestly, I think it would be an opportunity for them to kind of rekindle working together and to be mature about it, be adults, and rebuild the relationship. Good point. And what about you? What about you, Kingmaker? <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> I'm in protest now because of that. <laughs> this fucking bullshit you guys have with Bernardo and Carrie and all that. Y'all all hail the king. Uh, Brian just made it worse. No, no I, I pretty much have to echo the same thing Will said. I mean, it's, it's pretty much 100 spot on where I agree with everything he said, and I don't really have any way to... I don't really have a way to say anything more to that. Yeah, it, it's just something I think would benefit the company as a whole. It would benefit them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a win-win situation, really. Yeah, it could be because ever since that whole entire event, there's been a division between basically everybody, the fans, the talent. I don't want to see that anymore. No, I mean, it, it's kind of like the IWC we're trying to build. We're trying to make ours a more positive one. That's the direction I would like to see that go, a little more unity. I mean, have your differences, have your different takes, but... Maturity. Yeah, there's no need to be split or divided. You know, this isn't like the wall of Germany here. You know, tear down that wall. I'm going to implement a strategy I talked about on our Twitter space. Um, I believe it was the Monday one. It happens at 10 PM. Um, I ultimately, you know, I'm looking at this from a lead by example standpoint. And if I'm Tony Khan, I'm pulling these guys in the room. I'm handing them each checks of what those gates would be. And I would literally hand that to them and say, if you guys don't want to do that, rip that check up right now and throw it in the trash can in front of me. If you do want to do it, put it in your pocket and let's get it going. Um, and I feel like if anybody does rip up that check, um, it's going to give me a very good idea about who I'm in business with. And then I, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm going to look at that and say, okay, now I've got some concerns because we're not doing what's leading by example as veterans in this industry. I'm going to call them veterans, all of them, um, compared to a lot of the younger talent. So um, when you put that money in front of you, that takes a lot of hate to rip up that kind of money and physically rip it up and put it in the trash. I totally agree with that. 
And Heather, you have any thoughts? No. Okay. <laughs> well, that was short and sweet. <laughs> no, but I, I Gary, and I, and, I, and again, I, I, do you guys, do you guys watch Being the Elite at all? You I do not. Isn't that their YouTube thing? Yeah. No, I. I've been trying to get to a point where I can watch it, but I'm so busy during the week that I have no time. So, cause like for the last, like the last two weeks, Cole Cabana's on there now. So I feel like, I feel like it's all been worked out and I feel like they're giving us little Easter eggs to fact to the shade, to say it's coming, you know, just like them mentioning collision, on, collision on their, on their, um, you know, on, on dynamite and their promo, you know, and, and then also too, we're going to probably be in FTR versus this, the young bucks at, at all in. So, I, I think things have been worked out, and I'm and I'm looking forward to seeing it all play out when it does. Um, and, I, and I do think, and I and I again think I I like that Rollins because I think I think why give it if you already sold seventy five thousand to the UK and they're just excited about getting all elite for the first time, save it for the United States and let it and let it be your first stadium show and, and rock it here. I'm in agreement with that. Um, I wanted to ask you guys the next thing about AEW is what are your guys' thoughts on the whole controversy with Lefisto? Uh, if you guys don't know, like you know, she made comments about the AEW locker room, and then uh, Sean Ross Sapp released released an interview with her this week, and she really just gave some more detailed things and really kind of shit on Ruby Soho and Dustin Rhodes and other people in the locker room. Just kind of. So, what are you, what were you guys' thoughts on her comments? If you guys got to hear them, let's start with you, Brian. Yeah, um, I did hear a little bit. I didn't hear the interview, so I want to preface this. This is kind of a raw thought, but I did hear the rumors of her alluding to the um, split women's locker room and the politicking. Um, here's kind of what I see happening is when AEW started, you know, they invested a lot into a, um, a lot of Asian wrestlers for their female division, and then COVID hit, and that depleted that locker room down to a few ladies that – you know, keep hold the, um, the driver's wheel, so to speak. And what I believe that did is that created the Britt Baker effect and a few others to really just kind of lead the company through a tough time. Well, with that comes a right of uh, ownership to where some of those people probably say, well, this is my locker room. I weathered the tough storm and steered the ship and it's mine. And I'm very protective of it. On the other side of it, you have some ladies that are coming in from other companies that have a lot more experience or a lot more, you know, in-depth experience on a larger scale. And they're saying, well, that's great, but I've been there. I've done it. I've been to the big dance. You need to listen to what I'm trying to tell you. So I think that's a little bit, maybe what she's alluding to. I am speculating though. So I want to preface that, but I mean, that's kind of what I see from just a business perspective. Okay. Did you have any thoughts on it, Heather? Did you get to see any of it or read any of it? Um, I didn't like get to see any of the comments or hear anything, but, but I just I saw different uh, tweets and or, excuse me posts from the different women at AEW, and they all were saying that what she said was wrong. That they uh, got along with each other, they backed each other, and that she she was just looking for her five minutes of fame or whatever. That's the only thing I, that's, that's how I found out about it because I didn't know anything about it. And I just started, started seeing the tweet, the, the post from the women talking about how she was wrong and how she didn't have any talent. And that's why she was coming after everybody because uh, she just, she didn't have what it took and she felt slighted or whatever. So she was just trying to bring everybody down. That's all I called on to about it. Gotcha. And William, you have any thoughts? I knew nothing about it. So I, it, until I have a proper amount of time to actually think about it, I don't really want to give a response. 
All right. And what about you, John? I'm along with Brian and a mixture of Heather on this. Um, the problem is you got to have some type of unity, like we mentioned earlier with the elite and CM Punk and all that shit and the wrestling fans on whose sides who. I think it's kind of a give and take on both ends where they need to see where each other's at. It's kind of like your elders teaching your young and the young teaching the elders. There's always give and take when uh, the business evolves. And I don't know. I don't, I, I will admit I did not catch everything that Lufisto had. If I pronounce that wrong, sorry, Lufisto. I did not catch everything that was mentioned on that end. What I did kind of notice yesterday on Twitter was everyone mentioning Lufisto, but what I was seeing on uh, Twitter as far as backing up Ruby Soho, I mean, you had even uh, the women from WWE backing up Ruby Soho saying, you know, she's one of the nicest gals you'd meet backstage. There was a contest between her and Tamina on who the nicest person in the locker room is. It it would make her sick, <laughs> you know. So I, to me, those types of problems, it's a two way street. Just like the last issue we mentioned, everyone's got to get on the same page. But if you're if you're kind of keeping to yourselves, you can't fix a problem either. Yeah, and so just, I mean, I, I listened to the whole interview and the thing was like, she was saying like, I think it's like, you know, like Dustin Rose was calling and saying, oh, all fucking Canadians are assholes, French Canadians are assholes. And and the thing was that she got, um, like originally she was being brought in as QT Marshall hit her up because they're looking for a coach. And then she never, when she went down there, she spent her own money. She never got to, she never even got to like meet with Tony Khan and the women were changing, the women were changing the calls in the ring. And then when she got, what got backstage, they were mad at her because she wasn't selling for them. Who do you think you are? She said, it was a long talk. And the thing I appreciate about SRS and again, too, is giving her the platform to talk. And, you know, and again, I don't think it's something easy to, to go in there and, and get like other side. Cause you got to play both sides. I guess my question for you guys, and I'm going to throw this out to something to think about is looking back. What, how, how should Tony Khan fix this? problem with the women's locker room if you're a tony khan you're you're the owner how would you fix this how would you fix the problem in the women's locker room anyone could chime in if they have anything to say yeah so i think it just comes with transparency is going to be my answer um i feel like one it is communication as well i feel like the biggest thing here is and if we're going with the theory that i threw out there um you know i am going to give brit i'm going to use Brit as an example those kind of girls a lot of credit and I'm going to say, you guys did hold this together and you have every right to be protective of it, right? You fought for it. You've made it your own. You've raised it. But I'm also going to want and ask her in order to take care of something she obviously cares so much about, you know, to sit down with some of these ones that have done it on a bigger level and hear them out and work together. And, I, you know, I almost wonder if that is happening because we do see that these girls, you know, there's not like the um, CM Punk situation where, oh, I'm not working with them. I'm not going to do programs with them. Right. So we don't see things like that. So I almost wonder if those things are already happening. But for me, I think it's about, you know, being just upfront and honest about what your vision is as the owner of the company and what, you know, you're paying them to do in their expertise in that. So anyone else have any thoughts? 
I will use politics in some way, and I apologize. This is kind of where the extreme right wing would come after my ass, and I would say this is where we need more government on the in the hierarchy of the company. If you don't have somebody managing, it's kind of like a grocery store. You got different type of department managers for every aspect of the store, whether it's a frozen food, dry grocery, general merchandise, produce, dairy, you get that point. Uh, You know, if you don't have somebody managing the different parts of the company, it's going to be very hard to keep everything under control. And I think this is where we've been griping for weeks now that Tony Khan needs to just quit trying to control every single thing and have, I hate to use the term micromanagers, but have department managers in his company to help him manage this. But when problems come or he needs to make some decisions, that's where the managers need to come to him. And this is exactly why we have issues with the Lou Fisto and all the other women the elite CM Punk. We just need more management. So let me so who would who is there is there a woman that you guys think that he could bring in from the past to like if let's say like a woman that he could bring in to kind of manage the women's division? Do you guys have anybody you think could fit that mold? Like if Tony Khan was to give up and be like, okay, I'm gonna let you be in charge of the women. And I think it needs to be a woman. I don't think I don't think it should be a guy. Like, is there is there a legend or a woman from the past wrestling you think that could fit that role for him? Medusa or Molly Holly? Yeah, I would. I would go Medusa. And I would. That's. I'm with you guys. Molly Holly's already in WWE. I think he should bring in Medusa too. So if you're listening, Tony Khan, <laughs> bring him Medusa or Will Washington. Bring him Medusa to be your to be your manager of the women because that way you know let a woman decide this. Let us let also let somebody. Because I feel like part of the criticism too is that Tony Khan doesn't care about the women sometimes. And that's one of the things where like another thing in the the Fisto comments was like, you know, the girls are saying that he doesn't really watch us. And and again, these are her, her words, you know, and that he, you know, we could just do what we want. So having someone who's a woman who's out there looking for the, for women's wrestling, I think would be, would be a smart choice. I'm kind of in agreement with you guys. Um, You don't want Tessa Blanchard in there. No. Shut the fuck All right, Heather, can you direct your hand slap attention to right now? Carlos uh, in the safe house. I, I know your question was um asking about a female manager in there, but I want to throw uh, the name of somebody and it might not be this person, but somebody like a Finley, um, who was very responsible for training and developing the females in the WWE. Uh, back during the Trish Lita days, I mean, it was kind of given to him as a joke and to kind of manage. And so, I mean, he's got past success with doing that. So, I mean, somebody like that also, I think, would be respected enough for what he's done for women's wrestling to help steer it. Fair enough. Anyone else have any co- closing comments with this topic before we move on to the last one? Nope. I'm good. All right. So, so let's talk about the all-in cards. So, so just to, to kind of backtrack to what you guys said, for, at least for me personally, um, I think the reason that she, there was a title change with Sheeta was because I think they want to do a four-way match with Sheeta versus Britt Baker versus Tony Storm versus Soraya for for the um, for the AEW Women's Title, and I feel like having the title on the face allows there to have Tony Storm and Soraya in the match. So I think that um, that's the reason they did that. 
So I think this is so. This is again kind of confirmed, but just kind of looking otherwise. So I think so far for the all all in car, we're gonna have let's say so we're gonna have um, Sarai, Adam Cole versus Adam Cole versus MJF. Look at Soraya versus Britt Baker versus Tony Storm versus Britt. Uh, Joe versus CM Punk. The Young Bucks versus FTR. Um, Kenny versus um, Kanosuke Takeshita. Um, Jericho versus Will Ospreay. Um, Jungle Boy versus Rob Van Dam. Um, and I think the other match on the card was going to be the BCC versus the Best Friends versus the Death Triangle. Um, so I have two questions for you. What do you guys... What do you guys think of that card so far? Three questions. What do you guys think of the card so far? What other matches would you add to the card? And then my other question is, if it was going to be the BCC versus Best Friends versus Death Triangle, who would you put in Pox replacement to be the partner for the Lucha Brothers? And let's start with you, John. Oh, yeah. Put the fat kid on the spot. <laughs> um, did you mention CM Punk and Samoa Joe? I did, yes. Okay. Because I think that's going to be an interesting turnaround at what happens with uh, CMFTR taking on the House of Black on this coming up collision for the Trios Championship. Um, you're asking me my thoughts on the card, sorry. Yes. As far as who would be Pac's replacement? The only and then, yeah, what are your thoughts on the card overall? Do you think do you think it's a good enough card to just sell out Wembley and then but then and then if they're gonna go and then if they're gonna go with the BCC versus best friends versus death triangle, who would you who would you who would be a good replacement for Pac in that match since he got injured? I think the only person that would make sense because they're actually friends with the person is Eddie Kingston, but I don't know how well the relationship's been playing storyline wise either. Okay. Um Eddie Kingston's really the only one that has a good tie with the Lucha Brothers, except for uh, Commander, correct? Correct, yeah. So that those would be my top two picks to replace Pac is either Eddie Kingston or Commander. So that would that one would be actually Eddie Kingston would be an interesting choice just because of the tension between him and Pac. But Commander wouldn't be a bad choice because he's already teamed with the Lucha Brothers too. So I mean, you've got to. You got you got somebody to replace Pack no matter what. Overall, I think they need to build the card up a little bit better here for Wembley, especially after WWE was just there and with John Cena's little impromptu WrestleMania, <laughs> his little WrestleMania cheap pop there. You know, he's gonna these guys are gonna need to find a way to kind of top that one. So uh, that's basically all I have. Heather, you have any thoughts? Uh, Heather's missing at the moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brian, you have any thoughts? Yeah. So, um, overall card, and I, we only got the one confirmed, right? That's MJF Advocate, but we were speculating Correct. on the rest, right? Okay. Yeah. So, I feel like the card, I mean, I'm interested in all of that. I'm wondering if it needs just a little more sizzle to the steak, and I don't know what that would be, right? I mean, um, but again, this is one of the first international shows in the area they're having it in, in Wembley. Um, it's going to sell itself because, you know, there's not a lot of wrestling that comes there all the time. So, um, but we definitely want to leave them with a good show. Um, answering your other question about the replacement for Pac. I personally, I don't know if this would make sense, but I wouldn't mind seeing whatever happened to Bandito. 
Like I would love. He's to hurt see too. Is he hurt? Okay, because yeah. I just feel like they. This guy just came in hot, and he's you know a good talent. I was like, man, he would just be fun to watch with the Lucha Brothers. Um, but that would have been my pick had he not you know been injured. And then um, I'm sorry, there was a third question um, that you wanted us to hit on. Oh, what do you th- is there? So what do you think of? Do you think that do you think it's going to be Brett versus Soraya versus Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida? Um, I don't know if they'll go the Fatal Four Way route. I mean, they might. Um, for me, I definitely feel like they will keep that belt on Sheeta for a while. But if they do a multi-women uh, match, then you know that does take away the champion's advantage, and it gives them an excuse to put it back on to somebody they want to put it back on. William, Rusev. <laughs> no, Miro. Miro, uh, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I said exactly how I meant. Okay. To say. That's Ruth with Lana with Lana in the tank. Rusev Rudier. Yeah, no. Uh, actually, I, I, as weird as this is to say, say it, I think I would actually like to see. Uh, I would like to see Andrade El Idolo. I like that with him. Um, as far as anything that they could add on to the card, honestly, I think maybe. Uh, a TBS championship match could be appropriate, but they would have to at least give it more than a 10 minute match. Yeah. My thought for the TBS title, and if, if I'm booking this, if, if it was me, I, I would have, I would have Stalliner versus Athena title versus title. That sounds good. And I'd have yeah. Athena go over. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that would be really interesting right there. I would yeah. like to see, if they do go to the Samoa Joe and CM Punk deal, though, uh, let's make that title for title. <laughs> right? <laughs> God, I just burn it down. Uh, yeah, my, my, if we're going to run a shit show, let's just run it totally a shit show. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, and I, and I, go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, and I, and I, I do think also two more matches I think we're going to see on the card. And these two interest me. I think we're going to see AR Fox. And Swerve versus, and maybe probably AR Fox, AR Fox, Swerve, and Brian Cage. I'm assuming versus Sting, Darby, and Nick Wayne. Um, and I think we'll, and I think we'll, I think we're also going to see the House of Black versus the Acclaimed. I think that match is definitely going to happen as well. Is is there anybody that you want like mainstream signed or making a debut or making a some kind of appearance? So, um, yeah, I'll throw out Goldberg has been thrown around, right? I'll just kind of get the ball rolling with that name. But is there anybody else that maybe you guys like in that idea? I want to see Goldberg. I, for me personally, I think like, you know, like if we're going to, especially if they're going to be getting this big TV rights deal, um, you know, so I think like, like if we're going to start the war, you know, the wars again, I think like, you know, and that's the big thing. Like I think Sean Ross has talked about it too. Like 2024 is going to be, is going to be a big year for wrestling. Cause we're going to, you know, Endeavor is going to be the new owner of WWE and we're going to have to see, you know, cause they let a lot of UFC fighters walk, you know, when they were asking for money. So are they going to see, you know, are we going to be seeing them the pony up to keep these guys, you know? So um, for me, like, I think signing gold, bringing in Goldberg would be a good one because I think that would sell out Wembley. And just to like, he didn't, he didn't get to have the finish, his, his finish that he wanted in the WWE that it was promised. And I know Wardlow wants to fight him. So I would love to see Goldberg versus Wardlow personally. Um, and of course, you know, I'm always going to ride that Mercedes Monet. I'm going to ride that train until it crashes. So um, if she, if she can come in and fight Soraya too, I'd be okay with that. But I don't know if she's cleared to wrestle yet. But those would be my two, definitely Goldberg and definitely Mercedes. 
I definitely Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham are free agents right now, right? Yes. That's good. Those are good choices. I, I know there's I know Jonathan Gresham had some issues with Tony Khan with having him drop the championship to Claudio. But wouldn't that be fun to see Claudio and Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor championship again? I think there could be a, some yeah. opportunity right there if Tony Khan and Jonathan could work it out and, you know, make amends. I think having the duo of Jonathan Gresham and Jordan Grace come to AEW, I think that would be a big pickup for him. It, it gives you a fresh couple to come in, a new woman that's already been established in the other brands. I mean, you got lots of opportunity for those two. I like that idea. Anyone for you, William, that you like to see? Anyone you like to see brought in for the card? Uh, no, not at the time being. I I think I really just need to see them do a better job of util- utilizing what they have as is. Sounds good. Did anyone else have anything they wanted to discuss from this week of AEW? I'm really looking forward to a Collision this week. I I want to I want to give AEW very big props. Having a Saturday night show alone already is tough, but to have a two-hour show and keep the fan interest, I think they have done a stellar job with booking the cards on them. Now, they get, they're going to have their work cut out for them because Saturday nights are always the toughest. One, because you got college football coming up. Two, Saturday night is usually for those who aren't football watchers to go out and party. So if they can keep the wrestling fan base entertained, I think they've got a good thing going with this collision show. Did you guys, did you hear about the ratings for last Saturday? No. They actually gained 80,000 people for the last segment of of collision. And that's unheard of. Um, Nice. So again, CM Punk, Ricky Starks, their, their strategy is paying off. And again, like I, I agree with you, kudos to them. Like they're doing it right with collision. Like, like again, dynamite, all these other shows lose like that back. They, for the last segment, they, they gained 80,000 viewers for the last segment of collision. They were, they clo- they, they were at over 800,000 people, which are dynamite numbers for the, for the last, for the last quarter hour of collision. Yeah. And I know a lot of people will go, well, they didn't beat WWE ratings. Well, no shit. You have to factor in it. Saturday nights are not a typical wrestling night either unless it's usually a pay-per-view or a ple but the other thing you have to consider is that is a really tough time slot for saturday night so i despite the up and down numbers sometimes i think aew's actually done a pretty good job keeping collision going uh kind of to you know add on to your point john uh, with the comments of, oh, well, they didn't beat WWE in SummerSlam. Well, you got, they didn't spend as much money marketing in it either. And so, you know, SummerSlam's a full, big international machine, right? Where they're just pumping money into the marketing. AEW was able to draw those kind of numbers without an enhanced marketing team. And I mean, they're not having a buildup or a uh, AEW collision weekend. You know what I mean? Where they're having meet and greets and all this. So, I mean, that's another thing I, I take into consideration when people say, oh, well, they didn't beat WWE SummerSlam. So. Any thoughts on that, Will? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's keeping it short and simple today. 
<laughs> good bad so what do you guys look at what do you so for next week for again uh what are you guys looking more forward to you guys looking more forward to the young bucks versus um versus the hardy boys you're looking more forward to or on collision where we're going to see the they're going to see um the house of black versus cmftr house of black by far yeah i i agree with will of the six man or the trick sorry the trios championship match is the one i'm looking forward to the most I'm I'm going to take the other point. Um, I personally am looking towards the Bucks and Hardys. Just and this is probably my nostalgia kicking in. Um, you know, I like the Hardys and, and the Young Bucks, and I always felt those two teams were so comparable to each other. And so, um, you know, it's probably a lot of my fandom kicking in. And as far as my nostalgia, and I'm like, just whenever those two go at it, I'm like, yes, please bring it. Delete, delete. Delete. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm with Brian too. Like to me, if I if, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm booking this to where that match is like something happens where FTR comes out, and I'm book at all in. I would have I would have FTR versus versus the Young Bucks versus the Hardys if, if I'm doing it, because oh, I think yeah. those fan I think those fans in in uh, in England would like to see the Hardy Boys on the main card. Will Jeff? Every match to... is a triple threat. Damn it. Well, I was gonna say, will Jeff be able to travel though? Not to count. Oh yeah, fuck. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that's the problem. Is I don't think Jeff Hardy can leave. So the Willow, 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 and and Matt Hardy versus. Oh, <laughs> well, it, it wouldn't be Jeff Hardy, right? It would be Brother Nero. So that's exactly or, or Willow. Exactly. We'll put him to make up on <laughs> Willow. Yeah. yeah. And may I say WWE dropped the ball on that opportunity? I knew it was rumored they were going to try that at one point, and. Boy, they let they missed out on that one. What the whole um the just the delete and brother near no thing. no they were uh, there was a there was some talking Willow. points they were going to use the Willow character from TNA and yeah. they didn't they never used oh yeah him versus the fiend you know hell yeah yeah because I think I think that was a totally missed opportunity right there. Oh. Well, from what I understand, and I'm cracking a joke here, uh, Mattel and Hasbro would not sign off on a toy line. Shut so the therefore, you know, they wouldn't do it. So that's why I didn't matriculate into that. So, well, if he would quit playing the shower and using the shower objects, you know, we'd be fine. <laughs> Did we make it to the OnlyFans drama? Almost. <laughs> I can show a nipple on OnlyFans. What? <laughs> Just the left one, though. Uh, Any closing thoughts, guys? Uh, first, before we give the final thoughts, a uh, big shout out to Heather. Unfortunately, she was disconnected due to... I'm guessing the storm's messing with her. Yeah, that's what happened. I was looking in the DMs while we were, we've were we been broadcasting. and Sorry, it hasn't given my full attention, but Heather was had to disconnect due to the storms affecting her internet connection, so... It's about the right timing. We had some nasty ones pass through here. Oh, the last week we've had to deal with flooding and everything everywhere. So, um, but yeah, uh, Heather, we love you. Or don't worry about it. We'll catch you next time we start recording. We got you. We love John Moxley. He's hot. There we go. <laughs> Bleed on me, Mox. Not, I don't. I don't like John Moxley as much as I love that Dean Ambrose guy. So you know. <laughs> You like him without the chest hair? Uh, just, just put the shirt on and bleed. Oh, right. there you go. Did you guys have a top five this week? Mm, I do not. All I right, do. so we'll, so we'll skip that. So let's, so let's go with the shout outs really quick. Brian, do you have any shout outs? Um, just 
everybody over fans of pro wrestling.com um all of our partners over there and you know uh, from ted hill bill hill to austin boyer um and again i encourage anybody if you know check us out over there and if you feel like you know you could want to be a part of that promotional group and you know get in uh, so i just want to give a quick shout out again join me tomorrow at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 Pacific after Dynamite Silver. We'll be on Twitter Space discussing the week that was AEW Dynamite. Um, X Space. With the car- damn it. X Space. <laughs> sorry, X. 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 X like the, like the real world heavyweight title. Um, <laughs> we're pro CM Punk on this show. Title with a big X on yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so again, join me there. You know, uh, there's some good conversation. You get to catch that guy, Nasty Leroy on there, Texas Red, my other friend, Moxie27, um, Reezy. There's a good group of people that have been coming on there. Again, hopefully some of my co-hosts get to make it. Um, but yeah, I just come on and talk about the week's as Dynamite. Again, we value all opinions there. It's a safe space to come talk about the show and talk about the week that's in wrestling. And then I'll leave it up to the, to the brothers here, the Hoppy Brothers, to close us out. Oh, do you want to have any shout-outs to give first, Will? Mm, no. <laughs> all righty <laughs> shout out to bad yeah <laughs> uh, first and foremost uh, thank you to- carlos i did want to point out sorry i did want to point out carlos we changed the name of the monday night twitter space to the kingmaker space just i want to remind oh, everybody. nice yeah uh, you know what that's enough sponsored by burger king <laughs> <laughs> no way that's gonna be dairy queen thank you so dairy my- bitch you Hey, <laughs> go get my peanut buster parfait, okay? So, <laughs> but I want to give a big shout out to the Saged Up Network and the entire family there. Thank you for always giving us the likes, retweets on the X, or sorry, the repost on the X app. It's going to take some time getting used to calling it X now. I so, stand by what I said. <laughs> don't you dare say it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you to everybody who tunes in and listens to us. We know there's thousands of wrestling podcasts out there and giving us a chance that we appreciate every little bit of it. So without any further ado, a big thank you to StreamYard and Spotify for podcasters on becoming our platform and home to creating and hosting the latest episodes of the Wrestling Fans Insight. They've made it possible to listen to our show on Good Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. If you happen to like our show, we would appreciate a five-star review. And if possible, leave us a review for us to read on the air for our future recordings. And feel free to go to our website, www.wrestlingfansinsight.com, and subscribe to get notified of our latest releases. You will also be able to find our show, sorry, find a link to our show on your favorite audio listening platform. You can interact with us in many ways. We have a Facebook group called The Fans of Pro Wrestling or on Twitter. X. Twitter. X. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm at William Hoppy 8. John? And I'm going to give Heather's first. You can find Heather at Bama Girl underscore number four underscore EVA at Bama Girl Forever. Roll Tide Bitches. Bitches. That's right, bitches. And you can find me on the X app at WF Inside Podcast. Carlos. So at C to the LOS 77 at Conquer the No. And then I'm on Instagram at Rainbow Goodness underscore. And Brian. At the Brian Atkins on Twitter X. 
And I just noticed I did not have Brian on here. So my apologies, Brian. Mm-hmm. I think one of you said delete. I know. Sorry. <laughs> he's just he's just mad because we beat him in the in the predictions. That's Typical what it is. Bitterness. We beat him. And, yeah. Well, after, after that Kingmaker comment, I don't feel so bad. But anyways, uh, we'll be back again on August the 13th for Sunday Takedown live on Facebook and also Twitter and our YouTube channel. Uh, we'll also, again, Carlos will have his X space on the post AEW Dynamite show. Heather will have her mental health space as well. So until then, folks, please be safe, be kind, and until next time, keep being awesome.